in the past few years, the whole eight eight lion's gate has kind of come out of nowhere, claiming to be astrological, but really having no basis in astrology that I or any of the best astrologers I know of can find, except for maybe one. So today we're talking about, is Lionsgate actually a thing? Welcome to the Mainly Moonology podcast. I'm your host, Yasmin Boland, an award-winning astrologer and the Sunday Times best-selling author of books including Moonology and creator of the Moonology Oracle Cards. My intention for this podcast is to help you understand how you can create your dream life using mainly moonology, the moon, as your guide. So the first thing I did was I thought of two astrologer friends of mine who would probably come down on one or the other sides. My idea was let me hear what the best of the best have to say in the defense of Lionsgate or anti-Lionsgate and then I can make up my own mind. I started off by doing some confirmation bias. I'll admit I don't think it's astrology. Well, it's not really astrology and I don't really think it's got a place being touted around as astrology. You know, if you look at metro.co.uk and do a search in there for Lionsgate, you'll find an article which starts off by absolutely 100% invoking astrology. The article is called The Lionsgate Portal is the annual spiritual event that won't make things go wrong. And this is uh, written August 2021 and it starts off, breathe this isn't like a mercury retrograde so you know they are definitely dragging astrology into it so the first person i spoke to and this is literally just because this is how it went when i asked these beautiful wonderful astrologer friends of mine to give me their side of the story was kelly surtees now kelly and i go back i mean probably decades at this point She's an amazing astrologer, always has been. We met more, I think, towards the start of our journey. I've done my thing. She has become one of the foremost astrology teachers in the world. So I thought, okay, who better to ask than Kelly Surtees? What does she think? Now, she is a big thinker and a broad thinker, so she gave me some interesting uh, conversation about this, but I'm just going to first of all let Kelly express her bottom line. In terms of the style of astrology that is widely practiced, particularly in the West and has been for for a couple of thousand years now, something being important just because of this eight slash eight, that's, that's not astrology. So I was very happy that Kelly was more or less thinking the same way I was. But let's also have a look at her interpretation of where these ideas may have come from. One thing that did cross my mind and I wanted to double check is that the placement of the sun in the zodiac around the 8th of August each year puts the sun at the middle point of Leo, at the 15 degree part of Leo, of one of the fixed signs. And that 15 degree marker of a fixed zodiac sign, so 15 Taurus, Leo, Scorpio, and Aquarius, those um, placements approximately correlate with the pagan or the Wiccan wheel of the year. These are known as cross-quarter festivals. At which point, I'm sorry to say, I interrupted Kelly by saying, yes, but again, that's not astrology, is it? And of course, Kelly agreed, that's not astrology. 
So before we go any further, let's have a look at what the people who love Lionsgate claim it's going to bring us all. Going back to this article in the Metro, which is really one of the, you know, one of the mainstream papers of the UK, of the United Kingdom, we are told the Lionsgate portal opens up once a year on August 8th and is often referred to as 8-8 by spiritualists who associate the number with abundance. Now, if people want to say this is a spiritual thing, I am more than happy. They say it presents the opportunity to experience a positive force of energy if you're of this belief. Every year the portal gives us a chance to evolve, so to speak, and walk into being a more empowered version of ourselves that's living closer to the life that we want to live. So, hmm, I'm not really sure what to say about that, apart from whatever it is, it's not astrology. Or is it? I actually mentioned to Kelly that last year when I started to talk about the fact that it's not really astrology, this whole 8-8 Lionsgate thing, someone wrote to me and said, come on, just let us believe what we want to believe. That kind of made me feel bad because, of course, I don't want to rain on anyone's parade. Kelly agreed. She doesn't want to make anyone feel miserable by telling them that 8-8 eight, eight isn't astrology. I don't want to stop people believing things that give them hope or give them something yeah. to look forward to, but nor do I want you to be looking forward to something that in my tradition is not what you think it might be or looking forward to something good when it's just another day. One thing Kelly and I discussed off the interview was the fact that, you know, the sun might be at 15 degrees of Leo one year and then at 16 degrees the following year and then 14 degrees the, the year after that because the degree that the sun is on every August the 8th varies a tiny little bit from year to year. So again, you can't even really say it's about the degree of the zodiac. Moreover, if we were to go with Kelly's theory about it somehow marking one of the cross-quarter days, then surely we would have, you know, the 8-8 Lion's Gate and then we'd have the 8-11 for when the sun is at 15 degrees of Scorpio and the 8-2 for when the sun is at 15 degrees of Aquarius. If we're going to say it's the cross-quarter signs and the position of the sun, no, nope. I'm sorry, it's really not adding up for me. But can it? Here's the thing. When I was first learning astrology, one of my earliest unofficial teachers was very, very big on maintaining the integrity of astrology because, you know, people take pot shots of astrology all the time. They make all kinds of claims. They study astrology for five minutes. They think they know what they're talking about and they don't. I can think of lots of examples, which I won't name. And I've always been taught that, you know, if we want astrology as a system to survive, as it survived for the last 2,000 years, we have to maintain the integrity, but maybe we need to delve a little deeper. Well, I think, yeah, there's a couple of points there that, you know, if this 8-8 um, thing is a real thing, the astrological input would say the energy of August 8 is different every year, depending on the other arrangements of the planets, because exactly. we talked about the sun being in a certain place every year. That's the same as having a birthday, but you know, the kind of birthday or year ahead you have every year is different depending on where the planets are. Now that's astrology, doing the whole map of the sky and what's the relationship between the planets. And so I think there is some truth to what you're saying that 
when things that aren't explicitly astrological kind of drag astrology into them, it can dilute the the magic or if you like the integrity or the intention, yeah, of astrology. Even the accuracy. People kind of, you know, say things. If that's what this 8-8 Lionsgate is supposed to mean is abundance, then I would say it would be very limited. That is delivering more frustration or effort or reality check. In ancient astrology, that's the two malefic or kind of um, challenging type planets combining, which can be like a double pressure energy or a double challenge. As Michael Lusion says, if you're beating your head against a brick wall, buy a helmet. Buy a helmet, exactly, exactly. So, yeah, I I think it's good to know what astrology is and what astrology isn't. Kelly and I seem to be concerned. This is not astrology. But what does my next guest think? Divine Harmony and I don't go back quite as long as Kelly and I do, but we've known each other for at least nine or ten years. Uh, We met on the internet, but we've also met in person. Uh, Harmony is a US-based astrologer, but she did come and live in Glastonbury for a few months not that long ago with her beautiful daughter, and we met then. I would say that for two female Cancerian moon children astrologers who actually really like each other, we do tend to disagree on (laughs) a few things every now and then, very nicely, of course. So I thought, as well as asking the wonderful Kelly, what does she think? I thought I would ask Harmony because I know that she actually enjoys the 8-8 Lionsgate idea. So I asked Harmony, Harmony, as a great astrologer, you know, I know you're a great astrologer. Why do you believe in 8-8 Lionsgate? You know, believe in, in inverted commas. Why do you think it's a thing and why do you think it's got a place in astrology? Honestly, her response was pretty convincing and actually not all that far from the far more traditional Kelly's point of view in a really roundabout way. Just as Kelly had said that perhaps this all dates back to pre-astrology star law, Harmony was talking about very similar things. It might not be astrology as we know it today, but maybe it's not completely crazy copy and paste internet nonsense. So for me, Lion's Gate is a modern day mystical gateway where the ancient and the modern collide. It's a current era celebration with echoes of the ancient pasts. And I really truly believe we need new myths. And it's not just about the old and the past because the old and the past has gotten us to where we are today. It's about the past and how it intersects with the present and how we need to change myths to alter our future trajectory. So there is a modern energy, but there are cosmic alignments that are completely connected to the 8-8 Lion's Gate today, now, at this time in history. And it's actually quite fascinating when you look at the different things that align astronomically. And even when you look at like the Dendera zodiac ceiling from Egypt and uh, you get into different myths, it's actually kind of mind-blowing in my opinion. So far, so cosmic. But I wasn't going to let Harmony get away with beautiful words. I wanted some hard facts. And I said to her, you know, as astrologers, what we do is we look at charts. And if we look at the chart for the 8th of the 8th this year, we have that Mars-Saturn square that Kelly and I were talking about. 
And that really doesn't sound like, woohoo, we're all going to have an ascension to the fifth dimension. This was her reply. She invoked Sirius, the star representing the goddess Isis. Uh, first and foremost, it's the heliacal rise of Sirius, which is different based on your longitude and latitude. So, you know, the ancient way of doing astrology before we had computers and could just cast a chart or even hand cast a chart was to look at the sky. And so I, there's this amazing uh, calculator, culturediff.org, where it's like a PhD has done all this research and made a calculator where you can see where the stars rise. You need to input all your data. And literally right now in Giza and Egypt, where the Lion's Gate has a lot of connection to, Sirius rises August 8th. And actually this year, I actually looked at the chart, you're going to see Sirius rise as well as Venus in the morning sky before the sun rises. And Sirius and Venus are the two goddess um, archetypes connected to Isis, um, but also more ancient primordial mother goddesses, uh, Sopta, Neith. Uh, there's a lot of divine feminine energy to Sirius. And the heliacal rise of Sirius was really, really important to the ancient Egyptians. It started their new year. It was the timing of the flooding of the Nile. It was to fertility. You know, normally in like the hot summer, you're not going to have waters flooding, but this particular river did flood. And it provided, you know, all the nourishment for the um, plants and the people. And so we actually have serious rhymes on 8-8 Lionsgate right now. And it's this particular alignment at this time in this early 21st century that actually is happening because of precession, it slowly will move. So it's going to move to August 9 and August 10 and August 11. So right now there's that. The, to me, it's it's a celebration for the time right now. And then also preceding it, we have a solar gate of Lunasa. You know, it's the after summer solstice, the halfway point between summer solstice and fall equinox. Um, the, the true solar alignment for that is actually when the sun hits 15 degrees of Leo, which is August 6th to 7th. Yeah, when you pass the chart for Giza, um, the, the sun is still at 15 and change Leo on the day of the rise of Sirius. So we have a solar gateway. We have a stellar gateway. There's like a sun and star alignment with, you know, from our perspective on Earth. And then historically, if you go through, like there's so many images of these um, lion's gates and starting with the Acker lions in Egypt, where there's this image of two lions facing two directions, and then there's the sun rising between them. One is looking to the past, one is looking to the future, and it's considered like a lion gate. At this point, Harmony whipped out her PowerPoint that she prepared for me, which you'll be able to see in the full-length version of this on Facebook and showed me lots of pictures of goddesses with lions, which obviously it was a beautiful thing to see. And we had Durga with a lion and we had Sibel with a lion and we had all sorts of goddesses with lions. How much it proves that Lion's Gate is a thing or is astrological in particular, which is the question of the day, I'm not sure. And in fact, in a funny way, once we'd really had a good talk about it, effectively what Harmony was saying was not that far away from what Kelly was saying, 
when she mentioned that perhaps the whole 88 Lionsgate thing dates back to pre-astrology star law. In other words, if it's astrology, it's really not astrology as we know it today. Well, it's it's not astrology like tropical Western astrology. It's star-based. If you're looking at the visual sky, there it's connected to star lore. But there's also an aspect that's aligning right now with our Earth-based astrology because tropical is based on the seasons. Yeah. And the solar gate of Lunasaw that happens when the sun crosses 15 Leo is uh, right, you know, our type of astrology alignment. I should mention at this point, I don't know many, if any other astrologers who use the term solar gate and lunar gates the way Harmony does. It's beautiful, but it's very much her own terms. That said, she is also a regular astrologer. I am a tropical, you know, Western astrologer, but I also weave in the astronomical living sky. And I kind of see one as like maybe more the masculine and one's more the feminine. So it's this gateway that opens us up to the primordial mother flanked by lions. Like this is how they they read the sky. They didn't look down at a chart and read a chart. They looked up at the sky and read the sky. Harmony had another very interesting perspective, which was, you know, at the end of the day, we need better myths. All the myths these days are about men going out and killing and raping and decapitating and so on and so forth. So let's have this Lionsgate myth as one of our modern myths. I think that's what she was getting at. And why not? I personally think we're in a time where we need to evolve our myths because our mythos of destroying and conquering and dominating is creating problems on the planet. And we need new myths. And part of this is, you know, de- devotion to and honoring of the divine feminine and the primordial mother. And I know you and I share that deep devotion. <laughs> we do. Now, I do want to say, I've seen so many blogs, you even sent me one, of somebody saying, like, there's an alignment of Sirius with the sun and the galactic center. And people, like, jump on the bandwagon and say some of the weirdest things. And I'm like, no, that's not happening. That's not happening. And so I feel like part of the issue is some people, or maybe a lot, are hearing about Lionsgate and then they're just like throwing all kinds of things into describing it and explaining it and they don't know what they're talking about. So I do agree that there is, you know, kind of a lot of stuff to sift through. But I I also do believe that this is a holy, sacred time. And I do also believe that it really is about the intention you have behind things. You know, the sacred space you create around yourself, you can obviously, you know, make any day holy if your intention is there. But when there's astronomical alignments and like, you know, (laughs) cosmic things happening, it creates like a portal. And to me, Lionsgate does that. So there we have it, two interesting opinions from two very learned astrologers. I'm going to give the last word to another very well-known, very well-respected astrologer, 
called Rick Levine. You may know him as Merlin. I think they call him the modern day Merlin. He wrote this about Lionsgate. Unfortunately, it is tempting to buy into the popular notion of this being the Lionsgate portal. Although many apparently reputable authorities have jumped onto this bandwagon, the Lionsgate is a fabricated event and has absolutely no basis in astrology. The term was coined to describe an Aquarius lunar eclipse in 1998. The justifications for it are based on misinterpretations, half-baked facts, and outright fictions. However, power is generated when many minds are focusing on the same thing collectively, even if their synchronization is based on nonsense. So, we can derive even more benefit now by meditating on the majesty of the lioness rather than the brute force of the lion. Roar less, love more. I'm going to leave it up to you guys to make up your own mind. For me, I think I'm slightly less cynical than I was. I'm probably going to look into it even further and I'm definitely going to send some good wishes out to the universe on 8-8. Have a great week. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of the Mainly Moonology podcast. If you'd like to stay updated with the moon and moonology and astrology and all the other things we cover, be sure to subscribe to the podcast via Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You'll be notified whenever a new episode is up. Also, it would mean a lot to me and my team if you could leave us a glowing five-star review on your podcast platform of choice, please. That actually helps more people find us too, which spreads the love and surely also brings you amazing karma for taking a moment to help us out and to help other people find the podcast. Have a great week and I hope to speak to you next week. Lots of love. Thank you for listening to the Mainly Moonology podcast. If you want to take Moonology to the next level and manifest the life of your dreams, join our growing community of magical people who come together to lift each other up as we meditate, manifest and reclaim the magic that has been inside us all along. Head over to mainlymoonologymembership.com and awaken your true powers.